0: Welcome to Sonic Talk number three hundred and eighty. Ooh, I forgot uh, four. It's three hundred eighty-four. That's right, three eight four. I don't know if that has any relevance in numerology, but uh, it feels like a number that should. Well, I suppose two eight four would be because they would be multiple multiples and divisive. Anyway, it's not. Anyway, welcome. Um, Pleased to have everybody here. Of course, uh, Sonic Talk is sponsored by Isotope. Isotope, in fact, do have Iris 2, uh, uh, which we will be giving away a copy of this week. The Ozone 6 competition ran very shortly, but that's that's what happens when you release so many pieces of uh, new software within the short space of time. But we do have a winner for the Ozone 6 competition, uh, which we'll be announcing later. There will be more on that uh, if you stay tuned. Uh, of course, if you've never seen this before, this is your first time. Uh, you might be watching this on YouTube, or you might just be listening to the MP3 if you're just listening to the MP3, uh, do check us out on YouTube. The video stream goes live uh, on a Wednesday at four PM, and also uh, we post it, uh, you know, within hours. And uh, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, then you'll be able to uh, get hold of that. And if you're just watching this on YouTube and you have a podcast potential, just subscribe to us in iTunes, where we have an MP3 version of it, and you can listen to it on your bike, going to work, in the bath, or any other place like that anyway welcome everybody um we're going to start off this week uh who haven't we had for a little while well uh, we'll we'll go to robbie we haven't had robbie for a robbie's there in the robot studios robbie broadman of course music producer composer musical director for howard jones got his modular back up there i see uh what's that in front of it oh that's that i keep forgetting that's your uh, Vo- is that your voyager desktop rack or what
1: yeah and then my lovely little new
0: I Mini mean, microboot se Oh, you bought one in uh, color, did you? In white. In white, lovely. Yeah, yeah, they it's are. lovely. I prefer, I prefer it to my mic to my mini brute. You know what? I think I'm with you there, Robbie. There's something about it. It's uh, yeah. It's a bundle More of fun. More compelling. <laughs> More compelling. Yeah, I think that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have a, a new equipment thing going on there. That's very uh, nice. I've got a new equipment thing going on there as well. I was going to reach it. I'm gonna, I I did show you earlier, but I'll start with. Um, I finally got my Simmons SDS8. So I've got a five piece Simmons kit with the bass drum and stands which due to my uh, recent hernia operation I haven't been able to set up. But there's the bass drum as well. I love the bass drum. If only if it was red it was it's unfortunately in black but well, that's no bad bad deal anyway. So I'm very pleased with my equipment purchase and I shall be I was trying to get it set up so I could do a A uh, what's it called, EastEnders drum fill, which is a very Euro uh, UK version of it's a soap, um, it's a UK soap, very long running, which has at the moment of sort of drama at the end, you know, the cliffhanger is the Simmons drum fill or something approaching that. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Let's get on to uh, Dave Spears over there in his synth cave. Dave Spears, G4software.com, just announced uh, the release of the uh, Oddity 2, right?
2: Uh, yeah, Monday is the official launch date. Ooh. So I thought I'd take time out of the mayhem and uh, Skype off here.
0: Yeah, skype off via Skype. <laughs> so, Dave, yeah, is it crazy, crazy business? Because I saw that uh, you've you've had lots of people entering the competition, presumably, the, to win the actual ARP Axe flight case, right?
2: Mm. Yeah, I don't, we don't really want to give it away. but
0: <laughs> I was going to say, what, We've what now, on earth I'll possessed say. you? I know what it is, you must have two of them you've got one that's in slightly better condition right
2: no no this one's amazing absolutely amazing condition flight case everything i mean it is it's is a yeah it was a kind of moment of madness really we kind of went oh come on let's do something reckless like release an instrument no um like give that away as a prize
0: yeah well cool so yeah
2: it's all it's all it's all getting there we're all excited but yeah busy 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 i've been away and was working away yesterday and doing things and Lordy. Yeah, just get, getting geared up.
0: Right, excellent. Well, glad Oddly to enough. Have I it. went
2: to see Isotope.
0: Did you? Yeah, in America, like yes,
2: in their new offices.
0: Ah, That's yeah. Well, we did a um, a shoot with Iris. Uh, it was the first time that we did it. They dialed in with a screen share of the desktop and then also a camera on Brad, uh, who was the product manager for Iris Two. And it worked really well. So I sort of saw, well, I saw a bit of the office, but it was mostly just a kind of pop-up backdrop to hide the mess, I think, to be honest, (laughs) because they're not not quite in there yet.
2: No, no, it was relatively empty. But, yeah, nice, very luxe, lovely. Excellent. Well,
0: I'd like to see them one day. But anyway, um, hopefully there'll be more forthcoming. Um, Rich Hilton is over there in, uh, well, I don't know. Have you escaped the storms or are you kind of under eight feet of snow where you are as well? Ah, you seem to be muted.
3: We escaped the eight feet of snow one, but uh, it is snowing right now, has been for a few hours, and is expected to for the duration of the day. Wow, so
0: you're going to end up with quite a deep... I think
3: we're, we're looking at six to ten, probably, inches right. of snow.
0: You don't know whether it's feet and, or inches, really. It could be either, con- currently with the weather as it is, couldn't it, I suppose. No,
3: it's going to be inches in this case. And tomorrow we've all got to travel because it's Thanksgiving holiday, so...
0: Perfect. Um,
3: <laughs> they'll be they'll be digging out to start the day.
0: I guess your boys will be uh, primed with their snow shovels, ready to...
3: Uh... Uh, fortunately, uh, yeah, uh, I think they will both probably be here not sure about kid one but definitely kid two
0: excellent well that, good they'll save your save your uh back and you can uh
3: well we know it's toddy. gonna take all of, it's gonna take all of us
0: <laughs> you're have it's, to a dig, it's a you're lot a lot of stuff you have to snow. dig your way to the thanksgiving and uh, out of time wow that's gonna be hard
3: work we'll just at least out of this driveway yeah wow. yeah
0: well, uh, I hope they, well, I always forget about thanks. Thanksgiving is kind of bigger than Christmas in many ways. You get more days off, don't you? I think, sort of generally speaking. No, than you do no at Christmas no no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not
3: really. No. no, no. I mean, Thanksgiving's huge. It's one of the major national holidays.
0: It always uh, there's a
3: history. There's a history to it that goes back to George Washington. That I actually posted on my Facebook page today.
0: Ah, so check it out, Hiltonius. Uh, of course, Rich Hilton is uh, the. Um, keyboard player with Sheik and also uh works with nile rogers in the studio and um has his own facebook page and everything <laughs> like many of us <laughs> hiltonius i believe is it on on uh, facebook no doubt
3: so, yeah no doubt
0: okay anyway rich well thank you very much for joining us and uh, i'm i'm coming to you Gaz williams is there in his uh, bristol base attic yes <laughs> the, uh, it's where it's not snowing yet but it has been jolly cold gaz williams course bass player producer uh professional well a pro- co-host on uh, many of the sonic stuff that we do now so uh, welcome to you guys
4: how have you been uh, yes thank you uh, good thank you um yeah i've been uh, <laughs> i know this everybody's um expected this but i'll just show you this briefly though that that came yesterday oh that's the uh, what's it called the po- pono pono uh yeah. Ah. And I think it is an interesting thing in that um it's it 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 it, it does sound really good I got to be honest it does it's just sound like it,
0: this is the, really thing, the Neil Young backed um mm. high resolution audio player right
4: Yeah and to be honest it's something that I've been wanting for longer than it, it was announced. I've been looking for a high quality audio player, something that I could like listen to mixes sort of 96 K mixes different, you know, uh, and also it's what's quite nice about it is when you plug it in via USB, it just comes up, well, you know, it just comes up as uh, flash drives, so you can just load it up without having to go through. I was worried that I thought you might have to go through oh, the cone sort of store. some sort of store, like a, hold like up. An I think I- people
0: in the chat room are wanting to say if this is one reason why you should watch the video stream. It looks a bit like a uh, a mini uh, an iPod, but then when you turn it, as uh, what was it? Uh, Sonic 3, uh, 3265 said, "Pono, the high fidelity Toblerone," which I thought was <coughs> quite a good uh, a good way yeah. of putting it.
4: Well, one thing that is quite interesting, there's two outputs there, sort of essentially a headphone output and a, a, a line output. But you can change what those do. One of the modes that you can change it into is you can turn it into um, dual balanced out modes. So, so it just outputs a, a balanced left and a balanced right output, which I think is pretty cool from a sort of professional sort of That's like pretty linking neat. up, That's pretty neat. linking up to professional kit. But I mean. Uh, I, d- I did a load of tests um, over the last day or so, um, including running exactly the same file out of my iPad and out of this. And uh, th- it was a huge difference, actually, to be fair. You know, the iPad is pretty good. You know, it's not a terrible sound out of the headphone output, but it really did sound a lot nicer. Now, the whole kind of question about whether the high sample rate thing is actually... Um, makes a difference or not that's a that's something else that i'm um i'm going to be exploring really like uh i've in fact i've been lining it up i've got an album that i mixed at 96 that was recorded and mixed and mastered at 96 24 and then we sort of did a 44 uh reduction for cd um but i'll be able to In fact, I think the Pono is the only thing I can think of where I can actually play the song sequentially um, and hear them as it changes sample rate. Uh, I think so. I you mean. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. You know, because ordinarily it's a little bit fiddly. What formats
0: does it play? Does it play like Flak and all that stuff, Og Vorbis and all that kind of stuff, or is
4: it... Not sure about Og. It does Flak. It does uh, MP3s. It does WAVs. uh, It it does... uh, and I think it does unprotected AACs as well. Um, but I, FLAC is the format that the Pono store is dealing with. So, um, but I mean, you know, when you read some of the stuff that's been said about it, there's a lot of negativity about it. There's also a lot of positive positivity about it as well. So it's a. I find it quite interesting. I think as a device, I think I got to be honest. I got sick of I of just having my eye as i'm sorry my iphone or my ipad as my music device because it keep getting distractions keep getting alerts pinging up <laughs> text messages uh, and and that sort of gets in the way of this idea of you know music being able to uh, yeah. you know es- escape into the music you know just to be reminded about I don't know. Yeah,
0: no. Does does it? You say it works as a flash drive. Does it also work as a as an audio output device? If you plug it in, is it like? Can you do that? That would be neat.
4: No, uh, well, not that I'm aware of. I haven't. I. Haven't. Uh, but one of the th- one of the reasons uh, for this profile is when you see the uh, in- internals of it, there's quite large components, much larger than you'd get in maybe a smartphone or something. Uh, and those uh, components are apparently to do with like the headphone amp and whatnot but also it's got uh the the dac in it i believe is a really good one it's uh something that previously the cheapest product that had it was around 800 pounds or something so
0: all right so so how long's the what's the battery life like
4: Mm, not that great about eight hours oh it's so bad i suppose
0: no but, all but you know. the lot that the longest uh, progressive classics I'd imagine
4: it <laughs> <laughs> won't play my 12 hour single will it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no that's true you'll have to keep it plugged in <laughs> interesting um so what as anyone else considers we did talk about this didn't we previously i know dave you seem to be nodding there sort of at uh, various points at, at the uh, at what gaz was saying interested in something like that
2: possibly i like the idea that it doesn't go you know you don't have to go through the store and can hang it off your machine as a drive mm. i like that a lot actually because then you can reference stuff at like say different bandwidths
4: how much storage
0: so it got
2: what, how does it compare really gaz with a so a 96 with a 44
4: uh well the only one i've done when you get it it comes with a song from harvest uh neil young's album which has been apparently encoded off the tape master tapes at 192k uh so at the moment that's the only high resolution reference that i've that i've uh that i've checked on it and that does sound really really good so i'm gonna dig out my harvest cd i think and just do a direct comparison uh, with uh, that uh,
0: but i'm just am i wrong here but didn't that wasn't hmm. the um some of the dolby uh encoding methods use very high modulating frequencies to kind of uh, to do that rich you might know about that so i mean you could hear them (laughs) you know the single-ended noise reduction that i think it was dolby s that was the real posh one that you had to you had to have some sort of modulation frequency to kind of shoot the noise out of the way or something or am i completely off the mark i think i probably am looking by the puzzled expressions on everybody's face
3: you're not talking about anything I know anything about, that uh, much I can tell
0: you. <laughs> Very likely, then, that I just made that up. <laughs> don't I, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Do I appeal to you, Robbie? You've got a kind of uh, urge for something like this? Yeah.
1: Um, I, I suspect that the, the, the reason, that the mark difference, like I said to Gaz yesterday, uh, I'm interested to hear like the same file ripped off a CD put onto both devices. I suspect mm. the, the the thing that really makes a difference like Gaz says is the um is the quality of the d2A and headphone amp on it that yeah. makes you know probably make a marked difference to your listening experience and a in an iPhone or whatever because I've even noticed with my iPhone six how much better it is than, than my last iPhone so you know that does make a t- significant difference if you're listening to a lot of music
4: right no mm. no, fair actually actually there's a, there's a point there as well um i listened to a song on my wife's iphone 6 and i listened to the same song on my iphone 5 and there was such a difference in playback out of the speaker huge difference actually and in all the bump and all the kind of thing the hullabaloo about the release of the iphone it didn't talk about the improved sound quality but it was significantly better so there's all sorts of incremental benefits going on i suppose that we don't necessarily hear about but um uh, you know, so
0: yeah, I know. Rich, uh, does something like this, being, having sort of portable high-resolution playback, makes sense for sort of industry pros, where you can take, you know, rather than listening, you know, via your phone to check mix, you can listen to something really kind of high quality with a decent pair of buds or something like that. Does that make sense?
3: Couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, um, you haven't ordered I, one then. No, um, and you have a cost-benefit ratio while you're still looking at and and it's probably always going to be true that people will choose library size over that that much difference in audio and it's not because I don't hear the difference it's just that people would rather have that many more songs than have a quarter as many songs and you know have them playing at 96k or 192k yeah
0: that's a fair point
3: that that said i have 192k transfer files of the original chic multi-tracks and when you press play it sounds like a two-inch machine right it really does it's stunning how good that stuff sounds at 192k yeah
0: and how well and
3: how well recorded it was to begin with which is one of the reasons why it sounds so good but um it 's really an amazing thing you could base, you could almost push the faders up straight across to minus six and it plays down the stereo bus just fine it 's pretty amazing how well recorded it is
0: excellent, well, I guess that might make uh, make sense for some opportunity. Uh, maybe the industry pro you know might make sense where you don 't need a large library, you just need a kind of working copy of stuff i suppose you know, right reference right
3: and, and like I said it couldn 't hurt because on the odd time that I do. Mixed to 96 and want to listen to it at 96 or play it for somebody at 96. Now I have to be sitting at a computer that has a running copy of a playback software that will play 96k files, and my phone isn't one of those. So I guess, yeah, why not? It's not a bad idea, but um, I don't think most people will be that no,
0: but it's not swayed
3: the- to cut the size of their library by a quarter in order to get you know four times as much resolution.
0: Yeah, perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. Anyway, let's get on to uh, one of our first topics. This is very interesting, uh, at least I find it so. This was the news that uh, Berringer... Uh, there was a recent uh, re- um, interview on uh, amazona.de with Peter Grendel, who is the uh, editor. Um, he's uh, t- top chap. Met him in... Uh, uh, where was it? Frankfurt last year at, at a special bash. Uh, and this is news that... Um, all this time, ever since Uli Berenger was 16, he's always been into synths and he's been wanting to make you know, he made one when he was a kid, this is a picture of it, this is not what they're making uh, it's not the most beautiful looking thing but he made this when he was a kid, so you know, the U- Ubi 1 and now is looking at kind of actually has set up a division to research and manufacture the possibility of some analogue stuff which is actually a very interesting notion and when you listen, when you read, if you read the translation of the entire review over at Amazon, the thing that's got uh, the entire interview, the thing that is very interesting is this sort of passion that he seems to have for analogue equipment, analogue since and obviously you know his route down the kind of behringer manufacturer and doing everything in china and stuff has not been allowed him to concentrate on this and this sounds like it could be quite an interesting development i mean as we know they're not shy of um pushing the price bracket and you know as and also and i think one of the things that's very cheap i mean the story that we that i posted that over the weekend and it went massive it's had 10 you know it's had Te- uh, thousands and thousands of hits that and m- most people are making jokes about you know Behringer stuff will be hissy and break and all that and I think that's something that's perhaps changed quite a lot since they've incorporated they bought Midas and in fact Midas is actually um, the place where they're going to be making this in Manchester or at least working on the research uh, Robbie uh, as a synthesizer consumer I'm guessing uh, this has quite I mean I'm not sure how much Behringer equipment you've got in your studio but uh, it may well be that that could change I mean it's not ready quite yet obviously but
1: Oh, i mean i I was interested i what what you you hit on the hit on that point I mean, given three years ago, I would have just laughed laughed myself silly and just thought exactly all the same sort of things, but you know since those desks came out and um they seem to have like redefined themselves a little bit more in the marketplace and suddenly professional people have have got a little bit more respect for them as a company so um, with that, with that involvement, I, I'm quite open to the idea.
0: It's totally. sa- it sounds like, I mean, from what they're saying, they've been sort of analysing componentry that you know you just can't get so much these days. Some of the uh, vintage stuff that's in as the classic analogs, and and trying other routes and paths to manufacture and to make them. Obviously, I guess they've got to figure out how to do it. So then, when they scale up, they can, you know, they can make it at an affordable price. Uh, Dave, I'm guessing, you know, this is an interesting. As a collector of, a, you know, as we can see, a lot of actual the the actual vintage analog. Um and because of there's a, a whole new breed of, of of hybrid analog stuff coming out I mean this this could be quite a big uh, a big bit of news when they finally release whatever it is going to be or they are going to be
2: yeah very interesting I mean it makes absolute sense in loads of ways you know they're they're amazing they seem to be amazing on the price point they've obviously got the manufacturing capability off to at that's all been obviously refined over the years I like the idea that it's been designed by uh, various people who know their stuff and then obviously manufactured elsewhere. It, no, I mean it's got all the hallmarks some you know being something really interesting. It will be quite intriguing. Particularly I was really interested when they were saying about the fact that they've been analyzing a lot of these old SSM chips and Curtis chips and stuff like that because they're becoming you know harder and harder and harder to come by. Even Curtis chips now, certain Curtis chips are you know starting to creep up in price so if they find another way to get the kind of same stuff out of other components that are more readily available that will be really interesting
0: yeah i mean i think um you know people seem to be quite excited and we've been running a kind of poll as to what what you know people think they should pay for because it looks like they're going to try and crack the kind of affordable poly aspect of it which is uh, is no mean feat obviously that's going to be a a tricky thing to do um
2: I don't, I don't know don't, why it's a big surprise, really. I don't know, I suppose, because they, they, they,
0: they haven't made any synthesizers or keyboards or anything. They did, They made a piano, I think, didn't they? A kind of uh, Eurogrand. Euro yeah. But well, that's about yeah. it.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, for me, it was just kind of like, oh, that's. it didn't really come as any surprise, because obviously the analog thing's pretty hip. Yeah, I they suppose They have so. got the manufacturing capability. I mean, Christ, I don't know how they get it down to the level that they do probably little chinese baby fingers but. <laughs> well perhaps
0: <laughs> who knows um gas i mean you know I, i've been not i've not been uh, shy in saying how how strong you know how amazed i was at the x32 range and you know if they can crack something even remotely as as groundbreaking in in the synthesizer mark it's going to be pretty interesting right
4: yes and and completely agree with what Robbie was saying about the x thirty two so much so that I think I am going to get that new one that was talking about the one that 's the x eighteen or something the one that 's like a a uh, stage box um, so it's certainly in terms of the uh, reputation of the company and the the image of them now, I think has certainly improved, so I think that will help with the synthesizer as well. I really do I think if it was a few years ago, I think it would have not gained any you know i i think this is i think it's very very interesting i'm also extremely interested to see what they're going to do because when they when they innovate it is quite interesting what what they have done so i think they always tend to go for lots and lots of functionality so i wonder if that will apply to the synthesizer so rather than just doing a uh just a very basic subtractive synthesizer whether they'll you know <laughs> surprise us with 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 something that you know isn't just a, a a rehash of existing designs and come out with something new I, I, I and again you know what you're saying about uli it being maybe his first love and first passion you know now the company's a big company and he's got the facilities to do this maybe now he's going to unleash his dreams you know and um <laughs> it's definitely exciting and gosh do we know have we got any kind of um any time frame at all well
0: uh, yes it does say in the um, in the article that uh, you know it's going to be another year before they are able to start getting stuff out you know because they've got the testing and that before they start prototyping, it's going to be a little while yet so that's quite unusual in the fact that of, of, of of letting this information out so early i mean unless it's a bit of market research which i'm guessing you know he may be sure it's not a bad thing
1: Surely within the next year, though, we're all we're all we're all anticipating that somebody's going to come out with a with a with a poly anyway. Yeah, hmm. some other polies. I'm imagine this next Nam or Frankfurt. There's got to be some, some of that well be. Yeah. going down.
0: There may well be. I know Rich yeah. is that something that uh, I mean it's quite an interesting development I mean you know I don't I know, I think in term in the US Behringer were considered to be more uh, acceptable as a brand for some reason because I remember there was a lot of endorsees uh, with the the mount Eurocomps and the the um the EQs and the the sample rate converters and stuff like that we you'd see them a lot more perhaps than you did over here um so maybe there's a there, there might be a bit more of a, a of a, a hunger for it I don't know
3: I can't dispute any of that, but I don't know if any of it's true either. Um, <laughs> my memory of Beringer is always somehow tied to their having imitated Mackie so completely in the beginning. But I realize it's been a long time, and they certainly deserve uh, another look. But most of their products here are considered to be sort of bargain line solutions that offer increased functionality for the price, but not uh, to compete with, you know, your Avalon level or your whatever, sure. your UA yeah. level hardware. Um, that said, I look forward with eager anticipation to see what they come up with as a synth. Oh,
0: that's that's that the so ice, red, cre- ice cream van?
1: I bought a new phone the other day because my other phone died. And I, and I only need it for making international calls, and I just haven't got around to changing the ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Well, uh, the, it's, it's, it's a fascinating... i there's a better one than that. Yeah, like. I'm sure there probably is. Uh, that, the thing about this Beringer story is, you know, there seems to be a huge appetite for it, going by the traffic it seems to have generated. And, you know, so it would be, uh, obviously, you know, considering how... I suppose late in many ways they are coming to the to the party seeing as they don't have any history of making any analog synthesizers or instruments I mean although they've acquired lots of analog technology experts in the form of Midas and what have you uh, then you know god speed to them is all I can say because the sooner the better I think would be uh, probably the, the 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 way to go <laughs> and now we've got a taste for it a year is an awfully long time to wait <laughs> definitely so we'll have to see whether or not uh, it they can get anything out any earlier and i guess you know if you're going straight for the poly it's going to take longer than if you were just going to go for maybe a paraphonic or a, a single voice or whatever that kind of thing anyway i guess uh we should probably take a break now and we'll uh just gonna hear from our sponsors and then shortly afterwards you'll find out who won last week's ozone six and what the competition is for Next week, so Isotope Iris 2 is here. You may remember Iris 2, with Iris, the spectral filter synthesis and uh, th- instrument. That was basically, let me turn that down a little bit was born out of this program in many ways uh, when we, um, we were discussing the RX technology, how it would make a great instrument obviously Dave Spears, very own Dave Spears has uh, been involved in the production of the first one I don't know if he's got involved in the second one but you can, basically they've changed so much about it, this notion that you can modulate anything with anything there's 5 LFOs, 5 envelopes 8 macros plus mappable MIDI commands it's really, really powerful. It very much sounds like they've gone for the more sort of an analogue f- feel to it, and a lot of those waves, I think, came via Dave as well. So but Iris 2 is here. It's available now. Really uh, amazing amounts of uh, synthesis capabilities now, and visualisations, intelligent 0 crosses, You drop your own samples in the Iris 2. Available now. Uh, isotope.com forward slash iris to download your 10 day free demo it comes with a certain amount of sounds it also has 11 gigabytes of sounds they they got rid of all the kind of wood uh, glass toys thing and they've just lumped the whole lot in together and you just get the whole lot now so that is a very well worth checking out um, if you haven't seen anything more about it we did a special with isotope uh, a couple of weeks ago last week maybe I forget now uh, where um, we talked to Brad and he uh, gave us um, the sort of overview of what it could do and that was uh, very interesting but we now have competition results to give out. So let's just see who won what. So last week, uh, we asked you to tweet uh, and for a copy of Ozone 6. And we have a winner. The winner is a chap called Sonny Brown, who has the rather uh, unpa- un- unpleasant Chris- uh, <laughs> Twitter handle uh, of Krusty Booger which I'm guessing is an American term for something that you find up your nose, perhaps. Uh, Anyway, he said uh, 3-4-dub, I'll give it a go. That was in reference to our Adamski uh, interview that we did last week. Um, So he he now wins. So Sonny Brown, if you're out there, at Krusty Booger, let us know. We'll get your email address and uh, we'll pass it on to the Isotope Fairy and she will... No, I don't get it to you. There might be a slight delay because obviously we've got Thanksgiving happening at the moment. But now, if you want to win Iris 2, because this week the prize has changed to Iris 2 because that's just come out as well, uh, what you have to do is you need to get on Twitter and you need to basically, if you tweet this, I've uh, used the hashtag modulate everything. Uh, at sonic nick at isotope inc you send that but add a little comment you've got 140 characters so you can add a bit of extra comment and we do like to read it uh, i know isotope see a lot of it so uh, it's always nice to see extra comments while you're at it so don't forget to win your copy of iris 2 modulate everything at sonic nick and at isotope inc thank you very much for their sponsorship it's great so dave uh, before i uh, we move on that uh, so a lot of those waves were from, from the, the classic synth waves they're from your collection
2: right uh yeah, I think so. I Excellent. think so. We did we did loads on obviously the original Iris. I I yeah, it's I, amazing. I I, I must got the kind of full on demo from Brad when we were out there, and uh, you know w- we'd had discussions over kind of what could be included in Iris Two, and it was really interesting because a lot of musicians that I know were looking to take it in a very kind of art direction, and. They were really receptive to that, but obviously they have this kind of this. The modulation stuff is, is is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It sounds amazing. I think the GUI is beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's definitely come. I must say, I, I, and uh, you know, it's, it was hard to tell. I haven't uh, fired my copy up yet, but the uh, just over Skype, the stuff that that, that uh, actually no, I did have a copy and I was listening to it. The the sound it is you know this big and it, it sounds very beefy and that's something that uh is well worth checking out and it, it's mu- it, it feels much more like a synthesis instrument you know it's sort of almost less about the rx technology and much more about the actual synthesis and modulation now which is not a bad thing i mean you can still do all of that stuff it's just you've got all these other bits and pieces to go with as well um right uh let's try this yes this is this is a good one this is uh from creators project uh probably get YouTube policed on this one but hey what can I say I can't really do much about it this is uh uh recently for the um gig that uh John Cale of Velvet Underground yeah, I mean, with the Liam Young, the Barbican's Digital Revolution exhibition yeah, this September. They created a, they played a gig and they decided to fly a load of drones around the space <laughs> dressed up like this and they look amazing and it People sounds like a fantastic concept although perhaps over-intellectualised to, to my ears a little bit. Just an interesting idea. Some of these drones also had so speakers on them the so that they'd put elements really of the mix out, out hands, into the yeah, auditorium yeah, as well yeah, and mic up the sounds of the, the drones so you get these kind of, sweet. you know, this buzzing sound it looks like a very spectacular sure, yeah, event music. but crazy bonkers <laughs> I won't play at all because uh, the more chance of the YouTube police and uh, I know um, uh, Andy very kindly found this topic for me uh, I was while well, I was incapacitated recently after my uh, safe but uh, short and short medical procedure um, we'll say no more about that but <laughs> um, crazy idea what do you think about the idea of flying drones around people's heads i I think in fact the one thing that was very funny uh there's a review from uh the telegraph uh somebody went to the gig and the closing line was cale looked at the house searchingly from under his craggy brows said thank you no casualties good night (laughs) and that about sums up for me i don't know rich what do you think about the idea of flying drones around above a chic audience good idea (laughs)
3: Uh, in an indoor venue, it worries me more. Um, there's more ways things can go wrong, but uh, it's been discussed years ago. We discussed this a couple of years ago. Oh, well, for, there, there the were cameras even, or there were even there were even yes, uh, flying devices bought and tested wow. for this very purpose. But it wasn't so much to do with this. Sort of puppet show aspect that they were doing where they were dressing up their cameras as characters and trying to give them personalities, distinct personalities. And um, the idea of going to an indoor concert venue where people are flying that stuff over my head makes me really, really nervous. And in my mind, it's not a matter of if somebody's going to get hurt, it's just really a matter of when somebody's yeah. going to get hurt. Um, but Uh, And again, I tend to think there might be a better use for it than as a sort of a virtual puppet show, but I'm not really sure what that is, (laughs) other than taking pictures of the performers from various positions in the hall, which you can sort of do now with the way they fly things anyway on cables, like in American football, and I'm sure in other sports in Europe. Um, They have now on-field cameras that are sort of suspended above the play action, so you can get a shot from behind the quarterback's head at the line of scrimmage, and all of this was brought to the fore by video game technology, and they're offering you those views, and then TV people going, well, how can we get that view, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really not sure what to do with all this yet. But there might be something cool to do with it. I'm just not sure. I want to do it inside of a small theater.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be there when it goes wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Robbie, you're always pushing the envelope for your yeah. live show. You know, building various bits and bobs. Any room for drones in the Howard Jones? Well,
1: when, when we were on tour in America, we played the Greek Theater in L.A. and there was a couple of the crew had a couple of the the parrot drones with cameras that they flew around out into the the you know the it's outdoor the Greek Theater. And, and they said that absolutely no way in America is, are you in any way allowed to fly those things in a public place with an audience. So I, I was just amazed that they're able to get some sort of. And they must have some crazy insurance thing going.
0: Ticket <laughs> I mean, prices what, what, were there a thousand the pounds a ticket. You, chop, yeah. some,
1: you <laughs> chop someone's ear off. What? What? I mean, what's the, I mean what, what's the insurance ramifications for it? I mean, I mean, I thought it was a great idea, particularly the, the point point source of you know the sound flying around and his voice and stuff coming from different i thought that was the coolest aspect of it to me
0: yeah I, it did sound very interesting I, I, they did i mean it was kind of heavily over intellectualized where they were sort of trying to justify why they'd done it in fact yeah it's just a cool idea you know the whole notion yeah, that, that drones it. were only uh, re- previously only really kind of uh, purveyors of terror and surveillance seemed a, a little bit far-fetched to me but you know you've got to sell it you've got to sell high art somehow the the reason high art becomes high art is because someone talks it up very well but uh, nonetheless it's an interesting idea i don't know dave, dave what do you think uh, maybe underworld uh, uh, i don't know it just seems like a, a bonkers idea and and i'm right i think with robbie you know saying that you know, i don't know how the hell they got away with it in terms of uh, health and safety
2: well public life. can you imagine the production meeting where we really want to do this and then the Production manager going, I'll just contact the insurance company on the public liability front. And then them coming back going, absolutely no way. But what was interesting is in that on that uh, website that, you, you, that had the video, the, the Creators Project, when there was a picture of Kale and stuff on the stage, the guys were below the stage, weren't they, in the orchestra pit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see remote that, controls. That's but right. But it looked like that kind of Blues Brothers cage in front of them. Oh you are all right then.
0: Yeah, look, there is. There is a load of. I can see. There is yeah, a net. Right. There is a net in <laughs> <Yeah>. front of them. <laughs> like, oh, good spot, Dave. Yeah. Oh god. Utterly bizarre. That is peculiar, isn't it? That's like, yeah, as long as it doesn't hurt any of us. Maybe that was the public liability thing. They had to do it like that, or maybe. Uh, uh, well, actually, maybe it's hard to tell. Maybe, in fact, um, there was netting around the whole thing, so they were contained within a net that was strung up. That could be put. Yes, and and he just walked in and nodded his head, going, "Yes, that's what happened." So they must have flown a net. So if anything fell, it would land in the net. That's interesting.
1: What would have been good is if they were selling ice creams from the drones (laughs) in the halfway point.
0: (laughs) 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 That would have been cool.
3: (laughs) Like with a little basket, you know, the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just selling food and drink out of those
0: things. There you go. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that expl- that explains a lot. And in fact, uh, that I mean CDs, th- that in t-shirts. itself, the fact that they've they've uh, created an environment where it is safe for these things to fly around and if anything falls down it's not going to hurt anybody. That in itself is quite a breakthrough. So therefore that might actually translate to a more global kind of market. I don't know. Guess I just uh, I think maybe the next Rumbelows gig you should fly a few of those You know, have a giant net somewhere.
4: Oh, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I, I, I wish I'd have gone to this because it, I, I think there would have been a real feeling of excitement in the audience that would be quite... So you know, dread. And dred- yeah, well, that's good. I've got to be honest, though. I mean, in terms of dangerous gigs, I have been to a dangerous gig, and that was uh, the German band Faust... Uh, I, I, That's the most scared I've ever been in a gig. Uh, and Faust had—oh, um, this is my screen. Um, Faust had a cement mixer on stage, and uh, and and they would throw loads of gravel, but it was like quite big gravel, into the cement <laughs> mixer, which would come spewing <laughs> out. Oh, we'd all be like c- cowering. As, being pelted by all the stones that are flying out of the cement. Oh, the cement mixer was, uh, it was uh, mic'd up as well. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, But they had a big old beaten up oil barrel in front of us, and we were in the front row, and they started attacking it with power tools, and it was like all these sparks coming over us, and... The most dangerous gig I've ever been to in my life.
0: Not one to wear hairspray to, perhaps.
4: (laughs) Not an issue I would have any
0: trouble with, unless, of course, it was to (laughs) stick things to myself or perhaps... That's bonkers. A great yeah. idea, I, but I do like the. I mean, the netting is kind of mm-hmm. is is an is a really obvious kind of solution. I suppose you drape it from, I guess, from the balcony and above. You create a big space that they can fly in, and that makes sense. But I guess then you have to have quite precision flying. And those things, when they've got a camera on them, is quite a payload. Um, they can weigh up to I don't know what it is twenty four pounds. I was looking into this recently because I got a a, a B and H. B and H Photo, who are those New York-based uh, audiovisual dealers, and they've got a whole section on flown stuff. So you can buy a drone for you know two hundred bucks, right up to six or seven thousand, which will have you know the ability to carry a full DSLR on it, so you can get those amazing shots because everybody uses them. But it's interesting the whole notion about um, drones because the licensing is an absolute nightmare. If you use, if I was to use one for my own purposes, as soon as if I wanted to use it in a Sonic State video. I'd be screwed because I have to then get some sort of special aviation avionics license yeah. to then use oh. it. And it's a really convoluted and complicated way. So just just to sort of use them for any kind of commercial use, it becomes a very, very different and very, very much more expensive procedure. So there's this sort of grey, very grey area about that whole thing. And that's, that's the thing. And I don't know if it's the same in the US. I don't know, is it, Dave? Uh, Rich? I'm not sure if that's uh, something you got as far as looking into how you could... Fly them or use them actually within a commercial production? No, I guess not. But I mean, these things are—they—they are. I mean, they're the shot. All pretty much all of the shots that you see now, wildlife, uh, large events that look like they're helicopters, aren't helicopters. They're drones because it's obviously a a, a drone. Even with the license, is infinitely cheaper than flying a helicopter. But they only do about eight between eight and fifteen minutes of battery life. So you you do have to watch out. In fact, I was recently at a uh, fireworks display in Bath and I was looking up in the sky and I saw these little blinking lights and I was wondering, what the hell are those? Because they were moving up and down. They were quite sort of distant. I realised that they were obviously, they were drones that were filming the firework display, which was delayed by 10 minutes, which meant that they couldn't actually film the whole thing because they obviously ran out of juice, which was a bit of a shame. But I guess it's an interesting idea. So Robbie, you're not going to be perhaps using those, but if you've got the net as well, uh, I mean, I, 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 all, all all hats
1: off to them for doing it. I think it's a great. I mean, it's crazy, like you said, bonkers. But I'd have still like to have been there to to, to see it. Um, well, I think I think probably my only contact with drones is perhaps if if Domino's Pizza or or Amazon start delivering small packages with them.
0: Oh yeah, that's a th- that they were talking about that as a possibility, wouldn't yeah. they? But they would have to be flying off from a central truck that wasn't very far away, I suppose, or they'd have yeah. to build an Amazon distribution center. Uh, um, well, it would have to be seven and a half minutes from your house maximum flying, because obviously it'd have to get there and back. But uh, yeah. yeah, can you imagine? No. Can you imagine that the kids in the hood, you know, with catapults, like bringing them down to kind of. Well, i, I just, imagine, how can you how can you
1: possibly police airspace if there's thousands of those things just randomly flying around from various companies i don't see how it would ever work but anyway yeah it is a whole very, other
0: thing it is a very different I, I, I recently when i was on holiday we were at a place where they had parasenders that would just descend randomly from the sky onto the beach front and this was not wasn't in peak peak time but in peak time there are thousands of people there and people are always getting sort of bashed in the back of the head with somebody who's coming into land from the sky because you just don't think you know when it's like think once think twice you know you know look left look right cross you don't tend to look up or behind you or whatever as well it's much more difficult I green code. <laughs> yeah maybe they'll have to bring a new green cross code character in this is the 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 character that for many years in the uk taught children via public service adverts on the tv how to cross the road safely <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. out across the beach safely
0: yeah bonkers but really interesting i mean maybe you know they're, they're I, I think you're right rich using them as cameras to film the audience and film other people is definitely not a bad idea um Ula says uh yes that's right Ula says, says angry bonbon in the chat room very very much that's exactly where it was that's in turkey There, there you go What a perceptive chat room we have. Uh, Okay, next here's an equally well. It's equally bonkers. This is a fantastic video. This is the um, this is a video by uh, a chap called Neil Stanford, uh, and he's got an album called Solar Echoes. And this is basically him as all the members of the bands with each thing being you know using cymatics so this is where you place push you push sand through various objects to create these beautiful patterns
1: the And it's
0: like a micro brute there and this is the water thing okay. and there's some oil and it's a really beautiful video this has had like a million on uh, Vimeo and a million plus on uh YouTube and the, all these players are him so they've obviously they've, but it's it gets it gets more and more bonkers I'm just trying to find if I've got my mouse so I can bring it forward a bit. Let's have a look. I can't find it. Ah oh, there it is. Let's fast forward it a little bit. So he's got this um, beautiful, it was beautifully filmed. This is great, that the uh, this is the Gaia. just all these kind of climatic tricks and he starts to then it starts to get really serious he brings in the Tesla coil and starts playing um, in the room with I just keep fast-forwarding it So it starts kind of striking lightning through all the metal objects in the room while wearing a uh, mesh suit which I'm guessing is pretty brave there we go. This is the money shot. Ah! Jesus Christ. Now, uh, in the days where, you know, in, in terms of how you, one has to um, get noticed, that's uh, a pretty damn good way of doing it. And, it, I mean, it was beautiful, beautifully filmed, and some of those imagery are beautiful, and we've seen cymatic stuff, but would you go that far? Tesla coils and gas, says Sparky in the chat room. Eek, yes, it, it definitely, um, definitely does kind of make you cringe a little bit just another health and safety issue oh dave that looks like an awesome video shoot doesn't it? i mean some of the stuff in there's beautiful i mean just putting waves through oscilloscopes looks great but you know vibrating them through that there's got somebody's gonna have to build a cymatics machine that you just put a jack into and just make it do lovely stuff one of these days you know in the same way that we used to have those oil and water kind of uh, machines that used to just wobble around gotta be done right
2: yeah i love this i really loved it
0: music wasn't bad either
2: No, I liked, yeah, everything. Everything about it, I was like, brilliantly filmed, like the track, all of the climatic stuff, Ace, the water on the kick drum, nice. It was just great. In fact, at one point, I was like, are you sure this is real? Because at the beginning, obviously, it tells you everything you see is real. And it was just, I was like, what, really? I I just like the idea again of being in the meeting and it's like, so who's going to wear the Faraday cage suit then? You yeah. can do that, you know, like flipping a coin. Ah, <laughs> oh, drummer. <laughs> but, yeah, no, brilliant. Loved it. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, really, really good stuff. I know, Rich, uh, what do you think about that? That one, that, that part might be cool live. I mean, you went to see Amon Tobin, didn't you, and you saw the kind of spectacle of that. I mean, something like this, I guess yeah. it's like on a smaller scale, but if you project it well, it would, it would really, I guess it would only work for a song or two. You wouldn't want to watch it all night, perhaps, but uh,
3: beautiful. Well, it was... I loved the video. I was fascinated by it. And then I did some digging onto the guy's blog and started watching all the making of videos about how this was put together. And it was very instructive because the last thing they did was the music. And the pictures don't represent what's being played when you're hearing it. Ah, okay. So the pitches that it took to align those grains of salt on that. Metal object were not the pitches that were being represented to you musically. Oh. they found four pitches that made really cool patterns, decided to use those four, and applied them to the music later. But they shot the film first.
0: Oh, that's kind of disappointing. You sort of, you sort of want it to be, you want it to, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but oh. you sort of
3: everything that you see is real, which is true, which is what they contend. It just doesn't correlate to what you're hearing. Ah. Oh. For example, the trick with the the base, the subwoofer, uh, which had water running out of it, and you could see a sort of a cylindrical, uh, a sort of a spiraling water wave form every time the kick drum was hit, um, had a lot to do with. No, but I'm not debunking anything because, pardon me, I'm speaking to the chat room now. I'm not debunking anything. They'll tell you this. Um, (laughs) With respect to the water, it it had to do with the, the the frequency relationship between the frame speed and the water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The pitch of what was taking place, sure. and so there was some way that you could get close to the fundamental frequency, and therefore you would see it a would certain freeze. amount of modulation. Right. Right. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it would freeze if you got exactly on it, but, but if you could wanted just to, be to modulate it. in a certain way, you'd correlate the frame, the uh, frequency of the event to the frame speed that you were using. And sometimes they were filming things four times as fast, like with the gas tube, in order to get the uh flame explosion kind of um effects that they wanted they had to be able to show it very slowly so they had had to to film film it it. like ridiculously fast which presents its own set of challenges and so uh, on first blush i loved it and i believed every bit of it and then as i dug deeper i came to understand it a lot better still loved it and now can see where they were actually coming from with this right i see what you're saying they do talk about interacting the Tesla coil with the gas, and their concerns about doing that. They talk about all of this stuff. It was really fascinating. Oh, that I sounds really interesting. Enjoyed, I, enjoy, I spent my morning with this. I loved watching ah, that's this. that's cool.
0: There must, be, there must be a way that it can, can correlate. Uh, Andy Keys in the chat room says, we have to mute you. Uh, we have to mute Rich. He'll tell us next that Santa isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you not. he's not. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no. Again, Robbie, you know, live... Oh,
1: I, I mean, I loved it. I I loved. It. I went and bought his album after that.
0: Oh, good for you! Everybody should because we need to support these kind of creators. I'm probably, sure that video cost an absolute fortune. It's probably ne- done
1: its job from that point of view, with many people going to check it out.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: I I, th- I thought it was great. I mean, I'd seen i seen that gas thing a long time ago. Somebody had that, that big square one, mm. like in the middle of a table that did all those things. Yes,
0: we did some. I can't remember what the effect, Fibonacci, Fibonacci. Yeah, Fib- uh, yeah, yeah, was about, I, yeah, yeah I loved
1: it. I thought it was brilliant. Every aspect of it. Even even after what Rich has said, I still think it's great.
0: <laughs> I don't think we should get rid of the, rich. Ri- I mean, this all stuff is freely available. I think the thing that's interesting about this, though, <laughs> if, imagine this guy as an artist now, when you say he's coming to town, going to be playing a gig, and you... He's now going to have to introduce some of that element in it, into his show, sure. whether it be via projection or something, because otherwise people might be slightly disappointed. I oh, know. What do you think, Gaz? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fabulous piece of visual art, though, isn't it?
4: It is, and also when you're talking about like that, that thing that uh, the uh, mini brute, and you saw that plate and the patterns were changing of like rice, or oh, I'm not sure, Salt, like I think, seeds. Yeah. Salt is it? Okay, so now the thing i find fascinating though is that those patterns you see now that we're seeing it almost like in a two-dimensional form there aren't we because it's just that's you couldn't suspend that in 3d but if you imagine that those patterns rather than it being a two-dimensional pattern is actually a three-dimensional pattern so
0: oh yeah i
4: I see what you mean you see what i mean those things are showing us the secrets of the universe those <laughs> and they really are they really are so i'm I sure think you're this, probably not wrong there it's just we I don't understand kind of, what they mean <laughs> no we don't understand but that's the thing so that video is quite perceptive in a way because i think that stuff is in a, my prediction in the next 10 to 15 years time that stuff that very stuff that's being shown by that uh those climatic processes whatever they're called are going to Un- is going to reveal the inner secrets that we've been looking for since okay. the dawn of time. And right. I reckon it's going to happen soon. <laughs> and I reckon that, video, first. That, that video is definitely sort of it is. It's showing some of those things, and it's people are going to get obsessed with it. And I reckon that video being popular, hopefully, people will start just going, "Come on, let's push that more and more." And I want to see it, as I say, in th- you know. That particular example in 3D, and I reckon it'll blow our minds. That'd oh, be
0: good. I know, Dave. Again, you've got to get something. You've got to get something going on in your in your studio so you could just have it going on.
2: It'd be nice. It would be, be uh,
0: messy. Bit, it could be messy. Yeah, it has to be a sealed unit. I tell you what. I found this. There's other thing that I really, really like, uh, which I saw recently in a picture of a, uh, as a of a, a computer store. I mean, this carpet. That's just that's basically three-dimensional mesh that just looks like it's completely sort of wonky and, like, the whole thing is kind of all over the place, but it's just lines on the floor. I like that as a sort of visual trick. Opto-illusion. Nice. Uh, Anyway, but this guy is called... uh, I'm just... uh, He's called uh, Nigel Stanford. His album is out now. It's called uh, Solar Echoes and uh you can with all the track lessons here you if you just go to nigelstanford.com uh you can download it and buy it and stuff and um i I wish him very luck every every bit of luck because i mean the thing is is pop video it's just so nice to see a pop video these days that kind of has just sort of real wow factor without it being based around the female anatomy Uh, from my point of view it's quite refreshing and i kind of like that's cool you know great good on you it just makes a sense of wonderment and the drama in the music as well is kind of reflected and that's 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 quite you know that's quite nice even if it is one a sort of an illusion kind of even though it was all real but brilliant stuff
2: you could fuse them both couldn't you you could with female anatomy and this and
0: climatics maybe yeah I suppose you could have some sort of (laughs) climatics (laughs) yeah that was a Freudian slip right there I'm sure there could be a high, maybe a high frequency twerk would kind of have the same sort of effect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, right, I, I've got I better move on quickly because uh, I need to. Oh, this was cool. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, this might appeal to perhaps. Uh, to Gaz, uh, this is the news that uh, Lima from Line, uh, which is the uh, MIDI slash OSC kind of um, interface design for iPad, is now available on um, Android. Now, this uh, you know, this may be not such a big deal, but it's the f- I think this is the first and these sort of interfaces that you can create all these various kind of uh, crazy interfaces. <laughs> where I think you need an editor, but you can you can include. Um, yeah. Uh, gyroscopic information, gravity, all of that kind of sensor stuff to to control things, and that is really interesting. I mean, this isn't. Uh, let me just see. Uh, uh, it's it's not cheap. It's seventeen forty nine. But I think the original, you know, the the, the Lima it's app was expensive. Well, I suppose yes, it's but cheap it- when I spent two grand on a Lima hardware, I suppose so. But Lima, you know, Jazz Mutant yeah. went out of uh out of yeah. out for, but I mean, what's what's perhaps more interesting is you can buy an Android tablet from Walmart or, or the local equivalent for kind of 79 quid almost, you know, really low price, much cheaper than an than iPad, so that you can have a dedicated surface of it. And this was something that was kind of interesting to me. I don't know whether you felt the same way, Gaz, or whether you found it as yeah. it's potentially exciting anyway.
4: Oh, no, brilliant. I mean, I can't wait to get rid of an iPad, to be honest. I'm sick of Apple and their corporate <laughs> shenanigans. Anyway, <laughs> so, so this, is, this, is, this is great. This is really exciting. As we know, Lima has got that. Has got that history. So, I mean, you know, this is properly professional software. So, £17.49 is a complete bargain. It's amazing. I mean, you know, it, the editor, I'm assuming the editor is going to be similar to the one that's on the iPad. And that's got, that's matured a lot. And, Nick, what's the name of the company again, please? You make it. Line l-i-i-n-e <laughs> sorry i
1: just love the way richie horton
0: that. Uh, company, oh is it ah it's got something yeah. right okay well because he uses uh, richie horton uses uh the Lima stuff and uh they do uh able to control dedicated able control stuff as well sorry yeah. back to you guys
4: yeah no so uh it's exciting this is properly professional software the um in our you know quite in-depth experiments over the years now with sonic touch we've looked at so many things and so many ways of using touch interface and i think that's what's great about this particular thing is bringing that history that real experience of what what are actually useful um, touch idioms you know useful kind of ways of operating the controls you know lots and lots of stuff comes out with ideas of how to use touch but this has got that kind of history for the touch, so I think that I think if you've got an Android device, I think gosh, go out and get this immediately. I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I I, I fully intend. It. I mean, I like the idea of uh, you know being able to take my phone and have it control maybe a camera head, so I can be just sort of doing you know zoom 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 turn, you know, all of this sort of stuff, just because, and then recording all of that as MIDI data and playing it back. So I just go, yeah, I want this shot here that does that, and it does that, and it does that, and it does that, it does that over time. Thank you very much. Play it back. You know, all of that stuff. You know, really, they were really interesting ideas. Sorry, um, Robbie. No, I was going to say, the thing I thought was
1: interesting about it, because I know nothing about anything Android-based, PC-based, any of that stuff, um, was presumably that mean? aren't there bigger touch surfaces available on Android than there are on Apple? Yes, there are. So, so that was interesting to me, because you could suddenly have something that's bigger, not constrained to the ipad size format for yeah. using it. Because I mean, the software is really mature. I mean, I've been using it for years since it came out, and um, so uh, I mean, I imagine the workflow is exactly the same on an Android device. So even if you bought an Android, a big Android device, purely for using it for that app, it'd be worthwhile. Probably. I think
0: I think you're right. Do do you use uh, the Lima, um in the studio or live? Am, am I? Um, I've I used I've used
1: well I've used the hardware both in the studio and live and. I've used the, the, the one on the iPad both in the studio and live as well. Right. I've got quite a few templates for the um the Lima on the iPad that I use with um the, oh, I've forgotten the company, Twisted Tools. Right. With some of their software. Ah, so you, you
0: use it just for controlling specifics? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because we had a, a, a Lima here for a long time. It was a French company that we was just, I mean, th- this all came out pre iPad and the iPad came out and it kind of crushed. The notion of it because why would you buy a dedicated two two grand or a grand piece of hardware when you could potentially run this stuff you know on 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 something that you would already have for checking your email or whatever that was the thing that kind of killed them a little bit but the actual intrinsic technology as yes, a line um, got hold of it and they've been using it um in in that you know kept the brand alive so the editor has become is now much more advanced because you need like a little demon is it was it jazz demon is it still the jazz demon which i like the idea of that you have to run on your machine yeah i mean i
1: mean it compared to where it started off it's it's so advanced now with what you can do there's so many more objects and and actions and stuff i mean you can really it's 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 one of those things it's really the sky's the limit on how you want to use it Hmm. um yeah it's great it's great software.
0: I know, Rich, tempted, tempted by, I mean, because this is the sort of thing that, you know, you would, uh, if you found a use for it, I suppose it would have, I mean, I know you're not all that excited by the prospect of mixing on a coffee table, as you put it uh, so eloquently in the past, but the notion of being able to to have a, a relatively cheap device that you could dedicate it to something specific, that's, you know, and you're not using up an iPad, you're using something that was maybe half the price and twice the size, you know, if you need that extra real estate, that's quite interesting.
3: Could be useful. I don't know what I'd do with it, but it could be useful, and I could see if I were running a software based rig the possibility of wanting that kind of control within easy reach so i can I can understand it. I just don't have a vision of my yeah, own yeah, yeah. way of using it.
0: I see what you mean I think Dave, you think about it you could get for the price of an iPad, you could get four tablets in the u k and just have four separate you know things just constantly available to to that that's that's quite interesting. Because you, hmm. you've got... Am I right or wrong? Thinking you Do you have a board still in your studio or do you mix everything inside the kind of uh, RME domain? Oh,
2: I do. Uh, I did, but no, that's gone now. I miss it, actually.
0: Yeah, definitely. Maybe you need one of these.
2: Yeah. I have to say, I didn't look at this subject because... As we approach deadline, I'm sort of all softwareed out. I needed to listen to some music, which is why I love that video. (laughs) And the other bit with the pianist, I was just like, that's what I need to kind of do. So, yeah, I'm sorry. This is interesting. Uh, This discussion has been really interesting.
0: But you don't you don't use an iPad in terms of, you know, outside of perhaps, you know, just your general sort of sitting watching telly and checking your email kind of thing. Do you but do you use your phone for any kind of control or any of that side of things or have you kept away from it?
2: No, no. In fact, I'm fast, I I bought the Mrs. an iPad, partly because I wanted that MS-20 app, <laughs> just to see what that was like. Uh, she sits in front of the TV and does her emails on it. I still use my phone, but I'm kind of joining the ranks of a few uh, people I know who are downgraded, who are probably going to downgrade phones, or who have already downgraded their phones, and it's just like, it's text and it's a phone. It does nothing else, so I'm kind of joining the old curmudgeon club for Let's a bit. Right,
0: the, the curmudgeon <laughs> club. I like the idea of that. That sounds like a very uh, a, a, an organisation that's probably gaining quite a lot of uh, traction. Certainly amongst uh, the older generation. <laughs> Maybe they <laughs> should be made official.
4: <laughs> Can we call the
0: show?
4: J- Sorry. Can we call the show Jiving with the Curmudgeon Club?
0: Jiving with the Curmudgeon Club. We might be able to. It's a possible. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> Um, oh, back. There was one other thing that I wanted to to bring Agile because oh, times times really moved on. I didn't expect it had been um, quite this far. Um, I did get a, an email from a chap who uh, said he was going to work on the idea of a a professional animator who was going to do uh, the pre a pre a new uh, title sequence, so that then we could do the competition for the. Um, for the theme tune, so uh, woo, I'm really woo, looking woo, forward woo. to seeing that. Um, uh, oh, uh, well, while we're on the subject of control, maybe I should um, quickly put this. Th- if if you are were looking for control, I discovered these new um, this company when I was at the music production uh, producers expo at in um, the oh god, where <coughs> were they? It was in uh, the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal's uh, football, t- Arsenal soccer team's uh, home ground. Where you, where you go there, you have to take a picture of just the word "arse." It's <laughs> absolutely mandatory. I do it every year, just because I have to. But I did see this uh, range of controllers from a company called Icon, uh, and they making it. They're making like a full Mackie control surface right, with motorized cool. faders and the whole whole nine yards, everything. And it's, it's, it's. it's They've been out a couple four, of years. I know, but I just couldn't believe how cheap it was. It's 440 yeah. quid, including that. And this thing is made of metal. I mean, it's solid as a rock. You know, it's very interesting. They've got a lot of stuff that's, uh, that's coming out. I just wonder if, any, if anyone is actually in the market for a Mackie Control or whatever, because a Mackie Control... Uh, units are generally, or the Huey units, they're generally about a grand plus, you know. So these things just seem like I have to, we're going to try and get one in for review, just to see whether it's able to kind of live up to being bashed around or whatever. But uh, it, it's an it looks like an incredibly good value uh, for money thing. Just if you're in the market, it might be worth uh, seeing if there's a dealer around you that might have one. I have no. I mean, uh, sorry, cool. what would, you got what that what would
4: Behringer a Le- one? L- in? A, a lemur, you know, a lemur configured as a control surface running on a on a you know, an Android device. Uh, what what do you think that hardware would? Br- you know, what do you think? What why would that be better than say following that route? Well, if you feel
0: like you want hands-on faders and you want to touch stuff, you know, you need you need tactile rather than you know a two-dimensional control. I guess. Okay. I think that might be the, the reason that you might go that way. I mean, I personally, I mean, I've tried the Mackie controls and various things, and they work. The faders are all fine, and the transport controls handy to have, but trying to edit parameters and stuff via the V-pots is, is mm. not... Uh, it's and not...
1: they were really noisy as well. You used to have to turn them off when, you, when you're doing any tracking, if you're tracking in the same room, because <laughs> <laughs> the phase is
0: Yes, yes, I know what you mean. When
1: you got, like, three of them or whatever, it was just like a hell of a racket.
0: Ah, yes, that's true. Uh, so
1: the Behringer that new Behringer that's imminent that looks pretty that looks pretty compelling as a controller in that way
0: um, I think they're the ones that were announced um, I'm just trying to think what it was were. announced
1: at Nam, wasn't it but it's not due till like hmm. beginning of next year or the end of this year the X-Control or something it's called. X-Touch X-Touch yeah, that's this thing one of isn't that. it? it's really good that
0: one yeah that's the same yeah, kind of deal scribble
1: strips and everything I mean <clears throat> 600 oh, yes, quid
0: actually it. that does have a scribble strip doesn't it Yes, but like OLEDs on every oh, channel. God, what's that? Somebody's. <laughs> so, somebody. Yeah, anyway. so, uh, I, yes, I don't, uh, That that looks interesting. But again, you know, they they actually didn't announce that. They announced that. Yes, it was at NAM, wasn't it? And I remember seeing yeah. the preview. And it's been a very long time coming. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe they, all their team have been jump, have jumped on and started developing uh, analog synthesizers instead. You know, so that that's we're just going to have to wait. That's the that's the that's the price you pay <laughs> for, for other stuff. Um. Uh, I think that's kind of it, really, for this week. I don't know. There are, there were some other topics, but I think we've kind of run out of time. Just, just to remember, uh, just to, to, to jog your memory before we go, if you want to uh, win a copy of Isotope Iris 2, you have to tweet. Uh, well, not all of that. You tweet this. You do need to be on Twitter. Somebody did ask, do I have to join Twitter? And I'm afraid you do, unfortunately. Uh, if that's a problem for you, then I guess it's a problem. Uh, tweet that. We will pick winners from the uh, accrued uh, entries. Uh, add some comment as well. You got 140 characters, but I want to say thanks very much to Isotope for sponsoring the show. I do check out the Iris 2 uh, downloadable demo. It comes with a limited amount of content, and uh, but it works for 10 days, and it's well worth uh, checking out. Anyway, we'll go. Um, we'll, we'll we'll say goodbye in the order that we joined everybody. I want to say thank you very much, uh, Robbie, for joining us. Uh, been a pleasure as ever. Are uh, You working on stuff at the moment? Have you finished your? literally just finished the five one mixes for howard's
1: multimedia dvd thing this week so just putting all together with the stereo mixes and long form mixes and then i'm off to i'm off to canada to start producing an album so yeah oh how long are you gonna be in canada for for two weeks this side of christmas yeah
0: wow Canadian. and then and then
1: more in the new year new year probably
0: hence the building your mobile production rack
1: I am, yes. That, that's, been, that's pretty much done now, yeah. Ah, I'm very okay.
0: excited. Oh, that sounds great. I will look forward to uh, hearing the fruits of your labour. Thank you very much for joining us as well. Uh, and then uh, Dave Spears over there, G4 Software, where he's taken time out from the, the hectic release schedule for Oddity 2, which is uh, well worth checking out. Polyphonic, also, that, in fact, Dave's done a whole load of videos kind of highlighting the, some of the great new features and workflows and uh, nuances that uh, they've put into the instrument because it is very detailed.
2: Yeah, deal deal price for new and upgrades between now and Monday, and then the price goes up a little bit. Actually released on Monday. Anyone who goes for the deal price gets entered into the art deal uh, art competition, which is just going to be we're just going to point at a screen and go that one, and then go oh my god, we've got to ship it to Tasmania. <laughs> no, well, I, I,
0: I can give you I can give you a very good. Um a very good uh, trick for picking random winners this is something i use in the show if you put everything in a spreadsheet or something which has line numbers you count the number of line numbers and then you go to a place called random.org and you type in the number and it'll just give you a random number between those and then you just go right that one and that's that makes it less kind of that's you know cool. less less easily yeah. corrupted or you know questioned that's what i would say And if it's in Tasmania, you go do it again. Yeah, well, that (laughs) I've had it a couple of. I mean, what I do um, is, if somebody's already won, I think it's only fair that I've then pick until it's somebody who hasn't won a competition because I think that's you know that's just fair. Really, you've had multiple winners, people who've done that. What you've had people who've won more than once. Yes, once or yeah, but well, not I haven't because I don't I don't you know until we everybody's won something and then they've. they've, uh, I think that's fair enough. I've probably broken some kind of international rule on uh, competition picking somewhere, but uh, hey, oh, there I am. Where am I? I've gone. There I am. I'm back. Um, anyway, uh, that was Dave. So we'll say also Rich Hilton, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you can get out of your house and enjoy your Thanksgiving uh, fun. You're going to be um, Thanksgiving-ing for a couple of days. Is that how it works? I don't know how it works. It's like, um, do you have the day itself and then the day after, like at Christmas, or is it
3: just the big day? It's the big day, followed by the probably biggest day of retail shopping in the year, which is called Black Friday in this ah, country. Ah, yes. And then a weekend of continued shopping retail madness. And, uh And then... Uh, yeah, and then the, and then basically it used to symbolize the beginning of the Christmas retail holiday shopping season, but now that's begun like weeks ago already. But Black Friday is a big day in retail and everything, you know, the sales are supposed to be better than any other time of the year and all that.
0: In fact, there are a number. Have you got your eye on anything in the Black Friday sales, Rich?
3: I sort of do. Oh, I don't think you can tell he us. Said, looking over, he... uh, well, I have a little surround rig on my tv up here and uh it's not very good and it there's some issues with it that drive me nuts and in order to properly replace it it would require my buying both a receiver and a surround speaker rig a small one and so there's a fair amount of expense involved so i am kind of keeping my eyes open to see if something cool pops up that because it doesn't need to be that elaborate over here uh i have the elaborate one downstairs so uh, that's what I'm looking for right ah, now. Okay. Well, good luck in your searches, and
0: thank you very much thank for joining us. And please. of course, uh, we're going over back over to uh, Bristol uh, to uh, Gaz there, Gaz Williams. Thank you for joining yeah. us as well, and thanks for showing us your.
4: Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah. What is it? It's the new chord mode in Machine 2.2. Ah. It's gonna that's going to create a whole load of songs that do that well yeah because you know have because you've got this thing called these um chord sets where whatever key you're in there's a load of kind of um just preset chords you know and you can root any sound into the chords and uh and you know you can make a riff a riff because hitting the pad is quite pleasing so And one God. finger, <laughs> ah, one finger
0: chord, There he goes. Yeah. yeah. So, sport, so think... we're going to be a, a whole sport. It's There's like the techno. Be... It's like the techno yeah. like chord that you sample well, and play and play, but this yeah. is a bit more
4: involved. I mean, I, I think especially because a lot of machine users are not maybe come up with the traditional kind of i mean some are you know musicians and plenty of musical skill but a lot of people who use that kind of device don't don't maybe have any musical theory knowledge david getter
0: has just appeared in the chat room as a quote from (laughs) andrew keys yes
4: (laughs) so yeah so I'm, i'm hoping at least within that sphere of music suddenly things are going to get harmonically a lot more interesting
0: and correct yeah yeah well guys i'm on that note um thank you very much and i think that's it for this week so i'm just gonna hit the fade to black and we'll call it a king sunny see you later